welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about peace. There's not a better message on earth. So I, uh, I just think that I used to talk about the gospel and it was Jesus died on a cross for your sins and just didn't really get much farther than that, you know? But the more I live, the more I study, the more I realize what really happened on the cross. It's changing me, and it's alive in me every day. You know, the gospel is something we live out. This gospel is a message from our Creator, God, to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's so important that He came to this earth in the form of a man, the Son of Man is what Jesus called Himself, to show us how to live godly, that it can be done in the flesh, and that we can live victorious while in this flesh, that the Spirit is much stronger, that the Spirit of life in us is so much stronger than death. Wow, that's out of Song of Solomon. But I just want to say that if you don't realize it, if you don't really, if you haven't grasped that the Father loves that he not only loves me or someone who's living right or behaving correctly, but he loves all the world. He, he gave his son for God so loved what? The world. In such an amazing way that he gave of himself. So that you and I would not be lost in all the darkness and all the lies and all the deception but that we would have eternal life and we would be truth in this world. We would walk in truth. We'd be light and we would walk in light. Wow. So when we talk about the gospel, I mean, so often we talk about it as the past thing that happened to us. We got saved or that it happens to a person once, but really the gospel's lived out and it's, it gives us eternal life. From the moment we put our faith in this sacrificial love of God, we live eternal life. Some people think that as Christians, that we're just supposed to live in poverty, have struggles, fight the devil all the time, and, well, you know, that type of Christian. They usually don't smile, they cross their arms in church. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Hope it wasn't you. <laughs> They talk about their problems, but not the solution, Christ. It's like Jesus is absent from every discussion except when they need something or when they're in church. They have heavy hearts. And some professed Christians are just plain miserable. They think this life is supposed to be hard. They think you have to fight your way through it. But I'm sure the Bible I read says we live in victory and we suffer for the gospel. I mean, look, people are suffering for their own mistakes and bad choices and call it suffering for the gospel. That's not suffering for the gospel. To suffer for the gospel is to carry our cross. It's to carry our cross. 
And it's not a natural thing. It's not some natural decision. It is a spiritual thing that we become self-humiliated for Christ. I'm going to have a podcast on that sometime soon. The humiliation for Christ. Wow. Okay, so back to the subject. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Let me look it up real quick here. Matthew 10, 34. It says this, 34. I'm reading out of the Holman Christian Standard. Here it is, Romans, I mean, sorry, Matthew 10, 34. Oh, well, I have it in my Spanish Bible. I better flip that to English. <laughs> um, don't assume, okay, so this is Jesus talking to him. Listen to what he says. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Huh? What? I just told you. It's a gospel of peace, and yet he says he comes with a sword. But look, it's that he came to he came to this world to expose it for what it was, a place of war, a place where we can't be restful and at peace because it's destroyed, it's damaged, it's downfallen, and he's but but. We'll find in the other scriptures we read today that it's a peace, but it's not a peace that you know is in this world's peace, like trying to stop wars and that you think every day you're going to go to work and your boss is going to suddenly be nice to you because he's a Christian. <laughs> what? That doesn't happen. <laughs> what world do you live in? But it will be peace that when someone else is having a bad day and throwing it all over you, throwing up on you on that bad day, you can just... You can just look at them and know you have peace and know that they don't and that they struggle and they need an answer. No matter what they profess or what they claim to be, listen, we can be peacemakers just by simply living in that peace and the surroundings, the things around us get calmer. You know, somebody can get riled up really quick. It gets everybody riled up. Well, you come in peace and, and everybody gets calm. That's the spirit of peace. That is the gospel at work. But look at, look at what Isaiah prophesied about Jesus coming, what, what he was going to do. It's in Isaiah. Yeah, I got it marked here. It's in Isaiah 9, 6, and it says this. You've probably heard this verse usually around Christmas time. I know we're past Christmas, but... For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor. Oh, I've read that wrong. You know, it doesn't, this version doesn't have an apostrophe after wonderful. I always think like he's named Wonderful Counselor, but it says he will be named Wonderful Counselor. That's cool. He will be named Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Eternal Father. Are you, some translations, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. This is the Jesus we're talking about, the Prince of Peace. 
how does he do it? He does it spiritually. It's a spiritual peace that he is bringing to this world. And I know we're past Christmas, but I got to go back to the Christmas story. Now, my friends in Honduras, my Christian friends in Honduras, don't, they don't celebrate Christmas. So they tell me they celebrate Jesus all year round, so they don't do any emphasis on Christ this time of year at Christmas time. But I'm recording this, and it's, in, it's right at the edge of January. But let's look at the Christmas story. That's what I call it. And it's a Luke, and I don't know why I just flipped to Lamentations. Uh, maybe it was spiritual. <laughs> Talking about peace and go to Lamentations. Luke 2, look at it with me. If you got your Bible, you got plenty of time to find it. Luke 2, 8. Man, I cannot find this right. Okay, here we are. I might have to edit that out, but it gave you time to find the scriptures. If you ain't got your Bible, you should have gotten it by now. Okay, here's what it says. Luke 2. Let's start with 8, and I'll see where we end up. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For look, I proclaim to you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. Today, a Savior, who is Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. Go ahead and read the rest of this little part. It's important. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors, or it translates really some say in goodwill toward men or to people. So this is God's favor poured out on the world, upon the people. Jesus, wow, his gospel. But notice what kind of gospel it's going to be. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. Wow. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Good will. Toward men. Jesus told his disciples by his own words why he had come. Now, there's a few places he talks about different, two or three different true reasons that he's come into this world. But today we want to look at this reason. John 14, verse 27, he says this. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. What does he give us? My peace I give to you. Wow. My peace 
I give to you. He clarifies a little more in John 16, 33, I think it is. He says this. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I've conquered the world. He's going to die on a cross, but he's conquered the world. You see, they didn't understand. They wanted a king to come and take his throne, but his was a spiritual throne. And later he will come back. And that's a whole other teaching. But I have told you these things so that in me, remember we've talked about Christ in you, that you are truth, that you are life. This is other scriptures. The Bible tells us we are one with him, and we don't grasp who we are, what we are. Isn't Listen, this isn't a pride thing about being a Christian. This is really an humble thing about being a Christian. That in our humbleness, we realize what God, God has done, and therefore he gets the glory for everything that happens in me. Wow. Paul tells us that Christ has put his spirit in us, right? The Holy Spirit. And what's he say? I know you've heard these scriptures before in Galatians. Uh, Galatians 5, 22, you hear all the bad behaviors. And then after that, all the good behaviors that are brought about by the fruit of the spirit, the, the bad behaviors by the flesh, the good behaviors by the spirit. It says this, but the fruit of the spirit is... The first three, love, joy, peace. So I believe that one of the clear signs of the gospel in our lives is this peace of God that comes into our lives. Now, if we haven't found that peace, it's maybe we aren't looking for it. Maybe we haven't searched it out in us, but the Holy Spirit is in us for peace, to bring us peace. Now, How do we identify, how do we move into that peace? Well, I think Paul gives us some insight. If you look at Philippians, um, Philippians 4, and really today, if you do have your Bible, maybe stop this thing, go back and look at some of these scriptures with me, but 4, 6 and 7, something like this, don't worry about anything, but in everything, Through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Okay, so that's what verse 6 says. So, don't be anxious. Don't be worrying about things. Just let it go. In everything that happens, good, bad, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, so see, we, we've got to pray thankfully, and we let God know what we need, what we desire, what, what's going on with us, and all the time with a prayerful and uh, thought of thanksgiving in our hearts, and what's going to happen? It says in verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So the peace will guard your heart, and it surpasses every thought. It's not logical. 
it will move beyond logic and you'll you'll you might receive the miracle you might really suddenly look at what you thought was horrible and see good what god does for us so stop the panic don't panic bring your problem to god bring it in petition and prayer and thanksgiving not as a reaction not as a reaction listen listen to me I know in that moment of panic and stress, we just we can react and say, pray for me, or God, help me, but I'm talking about stop and realize that He is helping Him find Him. Center yourself in Christ. And that peace will just surpass all understanding. And it'll keep your heart and turn your thoughts toward Christ. So listen, friend. No matter what the storm, no matter how bad things are getting around you, you can find yourself centered in Christ, just like the eye of the storm at peace. You've just got to find Christ in the crisis. Ooh, I didn't even have that written down. You need to find Christ in the crisis. Wow. You know what? You may not see him in front of you. You may not see him behind you or beside you. In this mind fog we get sometimes in this spiritual battle, in this natural realm, in these, these blinding lies and deceit and everything, and we look around, we, we sometimes... We see all the storm, but we may not see him in front of us or behind us or beside us. But I assure you that through all that, all that war zone, if you look closely, if you stop and feel his presence, you'll find it all around you because It's Christ who's carrying you. It's his spirit that is enfolding himself around you. It is the angel of the Lord that is surrounding you. His presence holding you. You just have to do what I always say. Put your faith, your trust in that love of God. And watch what happens. You will be the calm in the middle of the storm. You will become the peacemaker. (laughs) Humble yourself before God. Listen to his spirit. Quit listening to to the noises around you. Look with spiritual eyes at Christ and quit looking at the storm. Walk not on the water, but on his word. Come. Come to where I am and just walk to him. I'll see you soon, friend. Well, maybe not see you, but we'll get together again soon. Hey, man, what a great broadcast today. I really enjoyed today. So make sure you subscribe. 
Looking forward to getting together again soon. Let's learn together.